Family Series starring Lucille Ball with Richard Denning is Liz and George Cooper, two people who live together and like it. And now, let's look in on the Coopers. It's early evening, dinner is over, George is in the living room, and Liz is helping Katie the maid clear off the table. Mrs. Cooper, you don't have to help me with the dishes. Oh, I'm just stalling, Katie. I want time to think. George is waiting for me in the living room, and he has that I'm going to lecture Liz expression on his face. I'm afraid he wants to ask me about the right front fender on the car. Well, what do you think he wants to know about it? He probably wants to know where it is. <laughs> oh, oh dear. Well, might as well go in and face the music. Yes, George? Sit down, Liz. I want to talk to you. I'm sorry about it, George. I couldn't help it. The fender's at the garage being fixed. What fender? Oh, me and my big mouth. <laughs> okay, let's have it. What is it this time? It wasn't my fault, George. You should have seen that place. Cars whizzing past, reckless driving, screeching brakes. I'll never put the car in a parking lot again. <laughs> okay, you're excused. Well, what did you want to talk to me about, George? Did I do something else? No, dear, it's about my insurance. Oh. You see, I've taken out some more, and I want to explain it to you. George, insurance is such a waste of money. Look at our fire insurance. We've been paying for it for ten years and haven't used it once. <laughs> I'm talking about my life insurance. I've doubled my insurance, and you'll get $10,000 when I die. Oh, George, what a horrible thought. I won't take it. <laughs> now, honey. I don't even want to talk about it. Honey, these are things you, you have to discuss. After all, I want you well provided for if I should die first. Oh, there you go again. Liz, let's face it. I'm not going to live forever. Well, for my sake, the least you can do is try. <laughs> all right, I'll try. But in case I don't make it, if by any chance I go first. Why do you keep saying that? Don't you feel well? Oh, Liz. I I'm simply speaking in generalities. I might go first. You might go first. We have to be prepared. It's the sensible thing to do. Why do you say I might go first? I didn't say that. Yes, you did, and you sort of smiled when you said it. <laughs> what are you trying to tell me, George? Oh, Liz, how dramatic can you get? <laughs> now, what are you crying about? After I'm gone, I suppose you, you'll marry again? Oh, I will not. You won't? No, I learned my lesson the first time. <laughs> Oh, honey, I was only teasing. Now, now, please be practical and let me tell you about this insurance. All right. You see, I took out $10,000 double indemnity. Double in what it is? <laughs> indemnity. That means if I uh, go normally, uh, you get $10,000. If I go uh, in an accident, you get twice as much, see? Well, I'm going to miss you, but... <laughs> but when you feel yourself going, try to make it an accident, huh? <laughs> Gee, you, you don't have to be that practical. Well, all right then. You go any way you want. Oh, thanks. And don't worry about the money. I'll get a job to help support myself. Oh, you holding down a job? I'm glad I won't be alive to see it. <laughs> well, I could get a job, all right. I can always be a... Well, I could probably... Well, with my brains, I could... George, you better make that $30,000. <laughs> I thought so. Liz, promise me you'll never get a job. Business is bad enough as it is. I don't like your attitude, George Cooper. There are lots of morons holding down office jobs, and I'm just as smart as they are. I agree. Oh, 
All right, I'll show you. I'm not even I'm not even gonna wait for you to die. I'm going out and get a job right now. <laughs> Run a nice warm bath for me, will you? I'm so tired. Where have you been all morning, Mrs. Cooper? Out looking for a job, but it's no use. They all want experienced girls. What are you going to do? I'm going to go to business school and learn to type and take shorthand. Hand me that phone. I'm going to call them right now. Oh, here. I hope you can get the line. Oh, don't tell me that Brooklyn blabbermouth is hogging the party line again. All morning. Oh, dear. Well, we'll see. And wait till I tell you what happens then. <laughs> call to make. Are you ever going to get off the line? Mama, we got company. Meet Miss Big Ears. Why don't you hang up? Don't you ever get tired slapping those lips together? I got right. I happen to be talking to my mother. You are? That's amazing. It's amazing I'm talking to my mother? No, it's amazing you have a mother. Why don't you think somebody built me with an erector set? Good. What do y'all mean? 
It doesn't have any letters on the keys. Mrs. Cooper. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> Mrs. Cooper, the keys are left blank, so you will learn to tie it by the top system. Oh. I'll show you. Now, pop the middle row of keys from left to right. A, S, B, S, J, K, L. Uh, yes, ma'am. As Jeff Jickle. <laughs> you know, that's a hard word to work into a conversation. <laughs> oh, I get the idea, though. I think I'll try to write my name. Hmm. How did it come off? Shake hands with Cordy Ueyop. <laughs> important than that. What work? <laughs> That's better. George, why don't you let me help you with your work? I'm doing fine in secretarial school. I'm even writing my shopping list in shorthand. That can only lead to domain. <laughs> Here's my notebook right here. Hmm. Is that shorthand? Sure. What does it look like? Looks like the tracks of a wounded fly with ink on his feet. <laughs> oh, don't be funny. It's my own system. They all mean something. Yeah? Uh, what does this one mean? The number three, a dog, and a daisy. Oh, well, that's to remind me to get three heads of cauliflower. Oh. Well, I'll wait till you figure it out. Oh. Now, what's this, Dilly? A telescope, a doctor, and a child. Oh, well, I, I want to discontinue the newspaper. That means watch out for the examiner boy. See, the telescope is watch out. The doctor is the examiner. Never mind. <laughs> oh, now, here's one I can understand. A man throwing books in the air. Mm-hmm. Juggling your books, huh? Uh, just a little jug. Hmm. Uh, well, don't worry. I'll make this month's accounts come out right if it takes all my next month's allowance to do it. Yeah, well, we'll talk about that later. Okay. Now explain this last uh, shorthand mystery to me. Mm -hmm. A circle, a ship, and a laundry ticket. Oh, that. See, the circle's for a phonograph record I want to buy. Yeah. Uh, mm -hmm. What's the ship and the laundry ticket for? That's the title. Slow Boat to China. George, it's almost 11 o'clock. Oh, yes, dear. Is something wrong? Well, not really. The bank examiner's in town, and there's been sort of a mix-up in our books. Oh. And just when I need her the most, my secretary is sick. Oh, George, let me be your secretary. Oh, no. I'm going to dictate bank reports, not animated cartoons. Oh, but this is 
my big chance. Please, George. Not a chance, please. I've already called that stool of yours, and they're going to send someone over. Oh, all right for you, George Cooper. Ah, now, don't go away mad, Liz. What's the matter, Mrs. Cooper? You look angry. I am. George needs a secretary, and he won't give me the job. Hey, you know what I'm going to do, Katie? I'm going to call and cancel the other girl and take the job myself. Do you think you should? Well, maybe my typing isn't so hot. My shorthand takes longer than longhand. But think of all the time we'll save. When he chases me around the office, I'll let him catch me. George is in for a big surprise because he hired a substitute secretary and doesn't know that Liz is planning to substitute for the substitute. <laughs> right now, she's in the living room. Wait a minute, is that Liz? It is, and she's wearing a black wig and horn-rimmed spectacles. Disguise, huh? Do you think I can fool George with this wig? Yes, if you take the price tag off. Oh. <laughs> um, have you canceled the other secretary yet? Oh, good heavens, no. I'll call right now. And then Uncle Joe put his white face <laughs> for an operation on Aunt Swassie's eyes. And so we conclude another episode of Just Plain Blabbermouth. <laughs> Don't look now, Mama. Nosy Rosie's back again. <laughs> that does it. Every time I pick up this phone, you're on it with those awful soap operas. I'm going to have my phone changed. Go ahead. Well, after they catch Uncle Joe, their son, the radio actor, comes in and wants to borrow $10 until television blows over. <laughs> well, this infuriates Stephen. How do you like that? A filibuster. Filibuster? Yes, I've had my fill and I'd like to bust her right in the nose. <laughs> call that school from the drugstore. Goodbye, Katie. Oh, dear, I'm so excited. Do you really think this broccoli will fool George? Oh, the wig will fool him, all right, but he might recognize your underwear. You forgot to put your dress on. Yes? Yes? Mr. Cooper, your new secretary is here. Well, and send her right in. Oh, brunette. Oh, send her right in. I've been waiting for her. Yes, sir. Good morning. So, good morning. Mr. Cooper? Yes? I'm your temporary secretary. Well, I'm glad to know you, uh, <laughs> Miss, uh... Oh, uh, Miss, uh, uh, uh... I guess I'm a little nervous. I, um, I know it as well as I know my own name. <laughs> oh, well, uh, how about uh, sitting down? Uh, no, that sounds too much like an Indian. <laughs> uh, how about Jane Smith? Yeah, Jane Smith. Well, Miss Smith, Miss uh, Claremont promised to send me her prize pupil, so you must be pretty expert at shorthand and typing. Well, Miss Claremont herself will say she's never seen shorthand like mine. Good. Uh, how fast can you take dictation? Uh, 500 words a minute. 500? Oh, that's impossible. Well, not the way I do it. I use both hands. <laughs> oh, it's, it's a trick. I'm amphibious. <laughs> We've got a lot of work to do, Miss Smith. We'd better get started. Yes, sir. Uh, but, uh, what's your hurry? Uh, you know, I think I'm gonna like you. You think maybe, uh, you're gonna like me, hey? Well, uh, Miss Smith. Oh, don't be so formal, Blondie. <laughs> Wouldn't you maybe like me to maybe sit on your lap, maybe? <clears throat> Miss Smith, we have work to do. You can sit on my lap later. What? Uh, <laughs> Mr. Cooper, uh, you're married, aren't you, huh? Yes. 
Well, your wife sure trusts you, not interviewing your secretaries or anything, and uh, you, a good-looking guy like you. She trusts me implicitly. She has no idea what goes on around here. <laughs> oh, she doesn't, huh? Uh, why don't you tell me about her? I can just imagine what she looks like. You can? Yeah. Yeah, I imagine a handsome guy like you would have a wife who was uh, tall and a gorgeous face and a positively exquisite figure. Oh, have you got an imagination? <laughs> well, if I'm not too nosy, what does she look like? Well, uh, she's just... Oh, I don't know. What can you say about a woman who's middle-aged and dumpy? I'm afraid I can't use you, Liz. Oh, you knew it all. Well, I caught on pretty quick. Now, run along. My secretary's due. Oh, well, I don't know how to tell you this, George. But I thought I could fool you, and I... Well, I canceled your other secretary. Liz, you didn't. Well, all right, I didn't. But don't hold your breath till she gets here. <laughs> oh, George, give me a chance. I'll show you what I can do. Well, it's too late to get anyone else. Now, listen to me. Yes. The Board of Bank Examiners is meeting this afternoon. Uh-huh. And they're going to ask certain questions, and they've allowed me to prepare some written answers. Uh-huh. Do uh, you think you can take them down if I dictate them? Well, of course I can. See, here are my notes from yesterday, and I can still read them. Mm. Three heads of cauliflower, juggle the books, watch out for the examiner boy, get a full boat to Never time, mind that. Right... Oh. Now, let's get started. Mm -hmm. uh, here's the answer to the first question. Uh-huh. You ready? Yes. Uh, the Second National Bank holds its collateral, uh, collateral with the humble construction company. George! Oh, I forgot. Z T H E second S E C O N D National N A T I O N A L. Now, Liz, you sit here while the meeting with the bank examiner is going on, and remember, you're my secretary, Miss Smith. Yes, George. Ah, uh, Mr. Cooper. <clears throat> All right, now, uh, Mr. Cooper, we're ready for you. As you know, things look rather bad at your bank. Uh, I hope you have some good answers to the questions we have for you. Oh, don't worry, Mr. Allen. Uh, hand me those answers you typed, Miss Smith. Here you are, sir. And now the first question. In the transaction with the Humboldt Construction Company, what do you hold as collateral for this $10 million loan? I have it right here. My, uh... My... Huh? Well, what's wrong? Look at this typing. A whole page of jumble letters. Not a single word makes sense. Well, let me see. Uh, oh, dear, that happens in school all the time. You see, I was using the touch system, and all my fingers were one key too far to the right. Oh, great. Well, here, here, let me fix it. I'll type it again with my fingers one key too far to the left. No. But, George, that'll make it come out even. Oh. Yeah, come, come, Cooper. What's this stalling? Uh, well, I... Uh... Here, George, read it from my shorthand note. You're the only one who can read that stuff. Uh, uh, Mr. Allen, if you don't mind, my secretary, Miss Smith, will answer the questions from her notebook. Well, this is highly irregular, but uh, go ahead. Uh, thank you. Well, Miss Smith, uh, what does the bank hold as collateral for this $10 million loan? Uh, the quick brown, uh, now is the time... Oh, dear. My notes are all mixed up. Oh, Liz. Oh, I'll have it. Well, what's the collateral for this $10 million? Uh, three heads of cauliflower. <laughs> oh, no. Well, I can't seem to find the answer to that question. Uh, could you go to the next question, please? Yeah, very well. When the amount of collateral is not commensurate with the size of a loan and you discover this condition, what is your procedure? Juggle the book. <laughs> oh, that's enough, Liz. Sit down. You know, just a minute. I think we may have stumbled onto something here. But you don't understand. Quiet. Next question, Miss Smith. 
When Mr. Cooper found out there was to be an investigation, what instructions did he give the employees? Well? I, I don't think I'd better read this. <laughs> what did he tell the employees? What does it say, girl? Watch out for the examiner, boys. <laughs> Good sake, Liz. Try to find the right note. I'm trying. Thought you'd get away with something, eh, Cooper? No, this is all a ridiculous mix-up. That's what they all say. What would you have done if you'd gotten away with it? I didn't do anything. I found it. What would you have done if you'd gotten away with it? Get a throw boat to tell I... dinner, George. Are you still mad at me? No, I've learned to expect things like this. It only took me six hours to prove to Mr. Allen that you were responsible for the whole thing. I'm sorry. And I don't want to work anymore, George. I'll manage to live on your insurance money somehow. And I'll call up the secretarial school right now and quit. Now that should break their hearts. And the doctor said, Mark you'll never walk again. Oh, you. The phone company told me they changed this party line. They did, hey. I'm talking to your new party line now. You are? Well, who is it? Me, think he is. Some coincidence, huh? What's the matter? Liz, speak to me. Say something. favorite husband has been presented through the worldwide facilities of the United States Armed Forces Radio and Television Service.